Warning, the Everything podcast may contain language and subject matter unsuitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Everything Podcast, the most non-PC podcast of the PC era. Hey, Lou, would you kindly drop a bomb on him? Absolutely. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 81 of the Everything Podcast. I am your host, Lou from the BX, a.k.a. Dominican Lou, a.k.a. Louis Balboa, a.k.a. Louis Schmurder, the loose cannon of podcasting. And I come to you today on the first day of October. Summer is over. We are in the fall and we are in day one of the 31 most glorious days of the year. Yes, it is Halloween all month long for me. So after I get done with this podcast, I will be going and putting up the rest of my lights and all of my Halloween shit up on the lawn. I haven't done it earlier because it's been raining all day. And it seems to have stopped now, but uh, hopefully it stays that way because I would like to get this done today and have the next 31 days or the next 30 days really all lit up. But again, thank you. Thank you very much for joining and being here today. I know I missed last week and um, I really have no excuse for that. I might as well just make this a bi-weekly podcast because um, I seem to be, again, I, I've, I've told you guys from the beginning, if I don't have anything, I'm not just going to put out a show and look for random topics to kind of give fake vitriol about. That's, that's not what I'm about. I'm not just going to go through the weekly headlines and and this isn't a fucking daily show i'm not gonna sit here and go through stuff i've basically stopped talking about politics on this show anyway so you know if i got nothing i'm not gonna give you bullshit so i'm back i'm here and uh i got a show for you so again for the third time thank you i'll say it for a fourth time thank you thank you thank you thank you for Tuning in, listening, streaming, clicking, liking, retweeting. All of the wonderful things that you guys do. I really appreciate it. So, um, this week has been pretty much uh, the same as the last time I talked to you guys. It's just school and um, it's more school. <laughs> I'm getting close to midterms, so... Uh, I am going to spend this weekend, I kind of wanted to hang out with some people this weekend, but I have, um, I have quizzes on Tuesday and then I have midterms coming up in a couple weeks. So I need to start, um, preparing for that. So it might get a little tight around here up in this bitch. So just letting you guys know if, uh, if I miss another week, you know, that's probably the reason why. But not to worry. I'm always available. You always got the backlog of episodes you can go through. 
and I will come through eventually and drop episodes. I'm not disappearing again. I really am not. I'm very happy with the direction of this show. I'm very happy with how everything's proceeding. And uh, I just wish I had better time management because what I was going to say is that I wish I had more time to do things. But that's bullshit. I have plenty of time. I just don't manage it correctly. But that's something that I'm working on. I want to be better at that. So hopefully I can get that, you know, taken care of and kind of organize myself a little better because right now my organization skills are terrible. So I spend way too much time looking through shit on the internet and not doing anything with it so i'm trying to cut down on that i had my um you know that thing that well if you have an iphone there's a feature that tells you how much time you spent on your phone i turned that off a while ago because it was frankly depressing how much time my phone was telling me that i was using but i've turned that back on and it's helping me to kind of look at it and understand what it is that I'm looking at and, and spending time on and helping me curtail that kind of uh, activity because it's it's not good we, we shouldn't be spending as much time as we do on these devices it's it's like it's getting it, the more I kind of pay attention to it 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 seems to be like almost like an epidemic I actually wrote a paper last semester about um that very topic and uh when i was writing the paper i basically used my own experiences to kind of flesh out the idea that we're spending way too much time just staring into these things and i know this is like a hackneyed topic everybody's talked about this and blah 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 blah. nobody wants to be told about themselves i'm not telling you do anything i'm just talking about my personal experiences so i'm trying to um figure out little ways where i can cut down on my phone activity like my tablet there's no social media on my tablet whatsoever my tablet is now become the where i do my notes where i uh you know i have socratic on here and my my school apps and my email and that's it i don't i'm not getting notifications on here anymore because it was like I'm sitting here in a Zoom class and I see a notification on Instagram and I'm like, oh, what's this? And then click on the magic button and then fall down that rabbit hole for another 40 minutes just clicking through people's bullshit. And it's uh, it's not good. It's not good. It's a waste. So it's, it's literally not doing anything to enhance my life. So it's it's got to change. And that's how, you know, I guess that's all part of growing up and shit. You just got to kind of realize what's benefiting you and what's not benefiting you so i have been on that mission the past few weeks honestly uh, cutting down on my group chat activities and cutting down on my social media you know uh presence for lack of a better word um un- unfollowed and muted a bunch of people who were just overall negative and um just doing things for attention i just i I had to get away from all those people so that's basically what i've been up to um besides my classwork which is kind of boring i don't really feel the need to get into like what i'm studying in my anatomy class or anything but um and nothing really exciting has happened i don't have any story times for you um uh my class my last lab class was uneventful 
it was literally there was literally no reason for me to go to lab this past weekend like my labs are on saturdays and she's grouped us into two different groups so i'm in group b so group a goes one week then the next week group b goes then it's group a then it's so we go every other saturday and uh i was like okay i got all my shit i got my lab coat i got all my you know my books and my bag and everything i need i go to class she shows us like a long ass powerpoint and then she has us look into a microscope to look at slides which were already there we didn't have to touch anything we literally all you had to do was lean in look in through the telescope and look at the slide she had a little pointer pointing at like a squamous cell or epithelium or or a fucking you know different cells and different parts of tissues and stuff and it's like yeah that's what it looks like okay go to the next one and look at that and i was like dude i could have did this at home like all these pictures are in the book <laughs> like i there was no reason for me to come here but again i guess it's an easy class grade is the best way to look at that so that was really the most eventful thing i did uh besides spend a ridiculous amount of money on halloween decorations uh I just, I don't know what the fuck happened to me. I went to Home Depot and I just was throwing shit in my cart. And this lady was looking at me like, man, you really, you're buying a lot of lights. <laughs> it's like, you fucking right I am. Um, But yeah, besides that, everything else is cool. Hunky-dory. We got a new family member. I don't know if I've mentioned her on the show already. I think I did. We have a new family member here. Her name is Skye. She's literally under my bed right now, sleeping. Because that's where she likes to go. She likes to sleep under the bed. And uh, she's awesome. She's quiet. She's, uh, I think she has a little bit of a hearing and vision issue. Because she'll be knocked out on her bed. And every time you, like, move, she gets startled. I don't know if that's just normal or what. But she, she seems to, like, once she knocks out, she's in her own world and then even if like she's in the hallway and you call to her she kind of starts looking around like she doesn't know where the sound is coming from it's weird but besides that she's fucking hilarious and uh she's awesome so with that you guys have all been updated on my life what are you guys up to <laughs> what have you been doing during the tail end of this pandemic era that we're living in um, whatever it is you've been doing, I hope that you have been healthy, happy, and safe, and that you continue to grow and prosper in this very strange time that we're living in. And, and, and it is fucking strange. That is for sure. Uh, as I always like to tell you guys, keep your heads on a swivel. We have a epidemic of missing black women in this country <clears throat> excuse me and it is fucking terrifying to have sisters and see these stories and 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 um i just ask that i know that you know you you guys are all living your lives and you want to go here and you want to go there, especially after, you know, all this time where you couldn't really go where you wanted to go. And everybody's kind of, you know, all up in their freedoms and they want to go. And what the, who the fuck is, first of all, why is my tablet ringing? You hear that shit? 
Coral Springs, Florida. Decline. I don't know you. Like, my tablet was ringing. What the fuck? Not my phone, my tablet. That was weird. Um, but anyway, I, 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 I know everyone wants to go about their business and just run out and enjoy their lives. But you women, please, 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 please. When you're at the gas station, you know, just make sure you know who's around you. Make sure you have your phone in your hand. Um, you know, if you're going inside the gas station, lock your fucking car, go in, pay if that's what you're doing, and then come out and pump your gas. Just do little things to make sure you're keeping yourself safe. Um, you know, make sure if you're out at night, you, you know, people know where you're going. I, I hate to sound paranoid, but yo, there's a lot of fucking missing women out there and the like unless you are a like anglo-american tiktoker no one seems to give a fuck about these missing black women so i'm gonna say it on here uh black women women of color latin women all women any kind of women <laughs> please understand that there's a lot of fucking weirdos and crazy people out there and there's a lot of shit going on that we don't understand so please just be mindful of your surroundings and be careful out there. Just take precautions. Just don't go running out into the street. If you're in a hurry, yo, take the extra five minutes to when you pull up somewhere, just sit for a second and go, I right, look around, know where you're at and look who's around you. Survey, so fucking survey the area like I'm a dude and I do that all day, every day. I, I just don't go places and I'm like, yeah, here I am. Hey, nah, bro. If I go somewhere, I, I, I know where I'm going. I look for, I don't, I don't want to get into that. Cause I've said that before and it just makes me sound fucking nuts. Like I look for exits and I, you know, kind of take uh, inventory of the people around me and kind of listen to f get the feel of where I'm at. I do all that shit. Um, and I just, that's just me trying to make sure I don't end up in the fucking on the news or something. And you know, most of that shit's out of my hands. It's if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. But I don't want to be just running around with fucking target bags in my hand. And I'm just like, dee, 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 dee. Oh shit. Some shit's going down. No, I'm gonna I want to see it coming so that I can react. I don't want to just be, you know, fucking Johnny Dum Dum walking around like I don't I don't got no sense that's that's not the way it is you can't live like that right now you you gotta really stay on your toes so um, I didn't mean to get into this whole fucking diatribe but it's just it's just upsetting to see these stories constantly every day I'm seeing more missing girls and missing women and it's like it's it's not becoming less frequent it's becoming more frequent and like i just say it's it's horrible and it's like lately it's like more and more people that like are it's like it's closing in like it's like hey i actually fucking kind of like know this person and their fucking cousins missing or their sisters missing like that shit's fucking weird and it's scary so again I know I sound like the, you know, overprotective dad, but please, 
mind your motherfucking surroundings and know what you're doing because it's getting fucking real out there and it's been real out there streets are fucking hungry and they're gonna eat one way or another so just be sure that you know you're not on the fucking platter that's really the best advice that i can give you so hey with that being said let's get on with the fucking show eh yes we're back uh, so I'm just gonna go ahead and talk over this if you don't mind so the bad man doesn't come for me but I wanted to piggyback off something I was talking about in the opening segment and I, I like I wanted to talk about this and then like I didn't and then now I do again because I just think it's uh, it's something that bothered me and, it, and again it's kind of like a story time but not really but um so this whole I feel I feel like um, missing black women in America has basically become an epidemic and it's the quiet epidemic that people don't really seem to want to talk about because it's not like headline grabbing or whatever reason it, it's just it's scary uh, it's scary as shit and it's not really being talked about if you're not a person of color like Twitter does a good job of keeping me in the loop on these stories because if not I wouldn't even know they're happening um, which I can understand for most people is the same the same deal they really don't know because out of sight out of mind right you don't hear it you don't really know so when I see something like this I want to post it when I see missing children I want to repost it even if you know this kid's missing in Chicago hey maybe somebody knows something so what's the what's the harm in reposting stories like this at least that's my opinion on it so the other day um well it's not the other day because this was like uh maybe a week ago or a week and a half ago i was posting some stuff and uh i had posted a uh insta story where i said is it just me or has there been an uptick in missing black girls recently and then when I posted that, I saw like six stories on Twitter. So one of them that I saw was from Ricky Davila, and he posted an article from The Grio. And the headline of the title is Over 50 Black Girls Missing from New York and New Jersey Report Finds. So this was like right during the whole Gabby Petito situation where she was missing and she was all over the news and um then i see this so um i i saw it on twitter and i put it on my insta story and then when i went on instagram later i had a message from someone who and, and again if this person's listening i i don't i'm not gonna say your name or anything like that i'm not gonna point you out and we've already had the discussion so there's no need to like you know get upset about it or anything i mean if you do that's your prerogative and that's fine but i'm not trying to be malicious i'm just i want i want people to understand um like what aboutism is bullshit so i posted that story and i get on instagram and i see that i have a, a dm so i go look at it and it's someone that I know replying to that story that I posted about the missing black women and girls. 
And the reply that I got was, it's not just African Americans, it's all races actually. So I saw that and I was like, okay, um, I'm not gonna respond harshly. What I'm gonna do is just literally open up Google, type in missing black women and the first article that I see, I'm going to send that article. So that's what I did. I typed that in and the first article that I pulled up was an article from CNN and it's missing black kids go missing at a higher rate than white kids. Um, and then the, the rest of the title says, here's why we, but I don't have the rest of the title here. It's just what it says here. Um, so I sent that as my response. And the response that I got back was, sorry to tell you this, but you can't believe nothing CNN says. <laughs> oh, God. So I responded with, okay. And then I sent one, two, three, four, four other articles. I went back to Google typed in missing black women again and I pulled up four different articles from four different places this time and literally they were right there I didn't have to go searching through different pages it was all on the same page and I sent one from independentgo.uk I sent one from WTTW which is a news station I sent one from okay this is one this is one here I sent that one I sent that one I sent a Newsweek article and then I sent another one from The Verge, I believe. Yeah, there it is, The Verge. So here I go sending more articles. And all these articles have the same headlines. Um, black people are going missing in vast numbers. Missing persons project to focus on black women and girls in Illinois. Uh, what's this Newsweek one? Families of missing black girls frustrated but not surprised by lack of coverage. And just, uh, I sent that. So then the response that I got back was, it's all over the world, not just here. Wow. And it's like, uh, I sent a response and I'm just going to read it because whatever. Um, I said, listen, I'm not arguing with you. Um, oh, I said, listen, I'm not arguing with you. I just don't understand why you are trying to invalidate my opinion. I'm upset about all missing girls, but recently I have seen a much higher rate of missing black women and girls. I'm not sure what the point of telling me it's not all black girls was. That's what I said. And then the response I got was, I'm not trying to validate or make you feel less than I'm just telling you it's all racist. So then I just sent the thumbs up emoji because I like this person and I, I understand what the in like the idea of what she was saying was like I, I understand but at the same time like there was like zero need for this person to come into my dms and tell me it's not just black girls like what is being accomplished by telling me that like i know there's missing girls everywhere but my original opinion was about missing black women and girls. 
why would you feel the need to come in my DMs and tell me, oh, it's oh, it's that's just that's just, that's literally the equivalent of someone saying Black Lives Matter, and then another person going, oh, but all lives matter. It's it's literally the same thing, and like I just like I don't. <laughs> I don't sometimes I don't understand why some people wanna like try me so much. <laughs> like I, I again and this is all I have all these in my DMs. I'm gonna type this person's name because this is another thing that happened. Um where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Oh, did you delete it? I think she did. That's interesting. Oh, that's weird. She actually, oh, that's weird. I didn't know you could do that. I'm a little confused now. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that while I was recording, but I, okay. Well, I remember the conversation, so you can erase whatever you want. Um, I had another situation where someone came into my DMs and it's not about the same subject, but I posted and what did I post? Oh, I posted a picture of some dude. So I was at BJ's and I saw this dude in the supermarket holding a fucking instead of a shopping cart. He had a goddamn uh, flat like a not a flatbed. It's like a it's, it was like four. It was literally four pieces of wood hammered together with wheels on the bottom of it and a string for him to pull it. And he had like water and a bunch of shit stacked on it. And I was just I just saw that and I was just like. He was like an old man, so he's going to have to pull that to his car and then bend all the way the fuck down and pick up all that heavy ass water and put that shit in his car. And I'm like, I took a picture of him and I posted it in my Instagram and I was like, how is this easier than a shopping cart? Like you could just put that stuff in a shopping cart and at least it's like higher up in the air. So you just basically have to do a lateral grab the bottles and turn your torso and drop it into your car instead of bending all the way down to the ground to get this fucking water that you got down there. Um, that's it. I put, how was this any easier? And then I got a, oh, that's why it wasn't in my DMs because it was a comment that I got. Ooh, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't do this now because now everyone can see who I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, well, fuck it. It's already in the bag, so I might as well. Um, this person responded, and, and here's the thing about it. It's not so much the response it's the fact that this person was trying to like get my goat and like say something and then they're not going to come back for like the discussion. They just want to post their little bullshit and then keep it moving. Um, so I posted a picture of that dude and I go, how is this easier than a shopping cart? And this person goes on my fucking comments and puts, did you help him out? Question mark. Maybe he didn't see any carts or know where the carts were. I'm like, you goofy bitch. <laughs> Like, first of all, I don't work at fucking BJ's no more. And if you actually paid attention, you wouldn't know that. It's like, did you help him out? Like, the fuck? Like, I don't understand why people, like, I. it's like, I, I always go out of my way to not, like, fuck with people or try them or, you know. If I if you post something I don't agree with, I look at it and I go, okay, and I swipe and I keep it moving. 
I'm not gonna be like, let me crack my knuckles and go in your DMs and tell you why you're a fucking asshole. Like, I, this is no, there's no, nobody wins in that situation. There's no, no one's ever gonna go, hey, you're right or you're wrong or it's it's like you're not gonna get a, a good discussion for the most part in that situation. You're just not, because it's all about being defensive. So I just don't even bother. I see things that are boldface lies or boldface ignorance. And I just go, man, I feel bad for you. And I swipe it. And I go to the next story because what's the purpose in arguing with these people? And it's like, I don't understand why people choose to slide in my DMs on some bullshit. Like, if you don't want the smoke, like, don't come at me. And again, going back to the original conversation, I happen to like this person very much who who DM me about um because we've talked after that. I have a whole thing here in my DMs about us just talking about bullshit and it's all good. And I don't have any ill feelings towards this person, but it's just like this is an example of, you know. Why do people do this? It's what about it's, it's that's called what about ism. It's just like. You have a you have a subject in front of you, but you're like, oh, but what about this? And it's like, no, I'm, I'm talking about a specific thing. And it's like, I, I, I just. I, I if you're listening to this, try to, you know. Open your mind <laughs> every once in a while into things and, and just think about what another person is trying to say instead of trying to correct them or, you know, it's like. That's that whole thing with with that. It's it's called whataboutism because it's 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 again I've already defined it, but I feel the need to like keep doing it. You come up with a subject, and the other person goes, "Oh, but what about this?" And it's like, no, you're you're taking away from my point for no reason. Like, it's gross. It really is, and uh, I really have no. Uh, this is like a Norm McDonald sketch on SNL. Like I had an idea and I had uh, content, but not really an ending. <laughs> so here we are at the end of this little mini rant. And um, I just, you know, first things first, stop sliding in my fucking DMs on some bullshit. I, I just uh, slide in my DMs all day if you want to. If you got jokes, if you, you know, just want to talk, I, I'm, I'm here for it, but. If you're going to try to, like, purposely come and invalidate something that I took the time to post, you just, you, it's not going to go well. You, it's, it's, I will just, it's, it's just not going to go well. So you might as well just not even bother. Uh, and I'm not saying that I'm always 100% right, but I'm 100% right in how I feel about things. So um, if I post it, it's because I, you know something like that i feel strongly about so you're not about to come into my you know you're not about to come at me and try to uh again i feel like i've said invalidate 16 times you're not gonna try to come and invalidate my shit so that's it that's all i had to say about that um and r.i.p to you know gabby petito i know that was another source of strife i was seeing with people who <clears throat> they saw a missing white girl and they were um incensed because 
there are several thousand missing women everywhere and only one gets the spotlight and then the next day it's like yeah this one's missing too but yeah we don't give a fuck about her we give a fuck about the tiktok girl it's all about headlines you gotta understand that the news is not your friend the news is not there to uh you know the headline news and all that shit they're not there to cover the stories they're not they're there to get clicks so you gotta go searching for the shit that you actually want to know the information's out there you just gotta go look for it but all the headlines and all that shit, that's you're gonna get whatever's getting clicks. So that's just, you know, you gotta understand that's that's just unfortunately the way shit is. It's life is different now. It's not like how when I grew up. Um it's really not, unfortunately. The gift and the curse, as they say. You're listening to the Everything Podcast. Everything Podcast. Hosted by Lou from the BX. BX versus everybody. You motherfuckers better recognize. Hey, top dollar with the gold flea collar. Sitting in my blue Impala. T-E-P. Uh, so we're back. And I uh, want to change the... Uh, mood up here a little bit and do a little what do you call it uh impressions of venom 2 let there be carnage which i saw yesterday and i was so <laughs> i was so incensed by this movie yesterday that i was gonna um actually record this segment last night Seeing as how I had just came out of the theater and all that, but I decided, as a great man once said, uh, 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 "Let me sleep on it, baby, baby, let me sleep on it." So I slept on it, and uh, I let it sit there and ferment a little more in my head, and I still got the same feelings, but uh Hopefully, I make a little more sense than I was making last night. So, before I start this, I just let me say that the views and opinions expressed by the host of this podcast are his and his alone. This is my little editorial. I, I, I've said this a million times already, and it's I don't do reviews anymore. I refuse to call anything that I talk about a review because it's reviews are stupid. Everyone has their opinion, and that does not mean that because I felt a certain way about a movie that you are going to feel the same way. So, I no longer do anything called reviews. If I review something, it's like a product maybe that I physically use. And I don't even do that shit on here because that's not what this show is about. I'm not Mr. Product Guy. Um, but when i talk about like a movie or something that i saw or a show i'm giving impressions about what i thought and what i felt and 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 my opinions but that doesn't mean that it's the end all be all because i like movies that a lot of people don't like and i'm sure that there's plenty of movies that i like that people don't like so it's it's all up to you um what you should be doing with quote unquote reviews is um looking at them reading the content and kind of taking in the information and going okay well yes yeah, this guy's that's this guy's opinion i'll see what 
I think, if I decide to go see this movie. Now, if the movie's getting, like, critically panned, I, I wouldn't recommend you read a lot of reviews. That's another thing you shouldn't do. Um, and again, you do what you want, but I've learned in my older age that, because I used to love reviews. Like, I was that kid that had, I would always get the TV guide um, when I was in New York, and I would read all the, like, my favorite part of the TV guide was the back because they had all the movies that were playing for that week, like on all the different channels. And they had little summaries over not all the movies, but most of the movies. Um, and some of them were hilarious. Like I'll never forget. Um, there was a, a mini synopsis for this movie called um, Bigfoot. And I think, it was in the movie came out in 1973 i think and it said bigfoot 1973 it had the names of the two biggest actors or actresses in the movie and then it had like a little synopsis paragraph there and it's very small it's literally like two or three sentences and i'll never forget this in my life it said bigfoot 1973 the two names and then it said mythological creature comes down from the mountains and beats the hell out of everyone that was the synopsis for the the, the movie. That, that shit, I've never forgotten that in, what, that was like 30-something years ago. So I was that kid who would be all up into reviews, and I used to love Siskel and Ebert. And I would always look at album reviews and movie reviews and, and the such. And that was, I thought reviews were like the end-all, be-all. Like, I thought if Siskel and Ebert said it was good, then it's good. And if they said it was bad, it was bad. That was my whole thing. But, you know, as you get older, you kind of realize that's all bullshit. You're going to like whatever you like. And, you know, some people may like what you like and some people may not. And then, of course, there's big things that are overall good and overall bad. But again, when I do these things, I'm just telling you what I felt and what I as far as my experience with the said product, because for the most part, I'm reviewing stuff that I have. I'm fairly knowledgeable in for comics and, you know, games and whatever. Shit that I know is what I'll talk about. So when I give an opinion on it, it's, remember, it's just my opinion. I'm not telling you you're not going to enjoy this. So with that being said, Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. I found this movie to be fucking terrible. <laughs> now... I know that there are people out there who are going to love this movie, and that's okay. And again, like I just said, I, it's, I used to love the reviews and all that shit, but... Uh, ooh, I lost my train of thought there for a second. But again, I, this, it, the reviews don't mean shit. But usually I can find something about a movie that I like, even if I don't like the movie itself. But really... Besides Michelle Williams being in this movie, because I love her and I will never speak ill of that woman ever in my life. Um, I really can't say anything besides the post credit scene that's worth watching in this movie. Now, with that being said, I am not going to talk about the post credit scene at all because it's actually a very big deal. So... Um, I'm going to talk about this movie. I'm not going to talk about the whole movie. I'm just going to, you know, until I get sick of talking about this, then I'll stop. 
Um, but one thing I'm definitely not going to spoil is that post credit scene. So if you want, it's on YouTube. People have already recorded it with their phones and uploaded it on YouTube. It's there for you to watch if you want to see it. Um, and I guess that's what you should go do because I can't recommend you go see this movie. Um, I really can't. Um, I would tell you not to waste your time. But So in fairness, uh, again, if you don't want spoilers, I'll just say this. I wasn't expecting this movie to be good. And it delivered on those expectations. <laughs> this movie sucks. Uh, at best, it is a Saturday afternoon watch along while you're cleaning your apartment type of movie. Something to have on in the background while you're, you know, playing Candy Crush or whatever it is you crazy kids are playing on your mobile devices. Uh, or if you're deciding what to door dash, it's, it's something to have on there in the background. It's formulaic. It's cheesy. It it has no idea how to handle the Venom character or, you know, it, it, the, the, the property that it has. Honestly, they didn't really do a horrible job with Carnage. And, and I say that um, as far as when the character is fully fleshed out and on the screen, it looked exactly like it did in the comics and acted exactly like it did in the comics it even had like the scythe like hands and all that shit it, it it but it just has no the movie has no like soul um and so with that being said i'm just i i warned you i'm gonna spoil a couple things here so um i will not speak freely i will now speak freely and uh my first thought is that this movie should have been called Venom 2 Loud Crunching Screechy Metal Noises because it, it was the loudest thing I've ever heard in my life. Now, I, I probably sound like some old man, but dude, it was literally just uh, the Venom voice is super. I, I don't have too much of a problem with the Venom voice because I'm used to it from the first movie. Um, it's not ideal, but it at least kind of sounds, it sounds like an alien and shit. Um, but the, the carnage screeching and they did some kind of weird thing where the, the carnage symbiote like screams and screeches and it sounds like a high pitched like bat and it, it's like a, a high pitched bat chewing metal um and it's really fucking annoying uh and that's what the movie should have been called because it was literally just loud noises throughout the whole movie um another thing about this movie is that if you watch the trailer you've seen 94 percent of the film literally those two minutes in the trailers is it's like all of the action all of the cgi uh you've seen the the you've already seen like the entirety of the 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 final fight aside from maybe 45 seconds uh that's spliced in from different parts of the movie like you've seen everything they gave you the plot they gave you all the characters and uh the only thing you don't get is like the finale so you it's basically like 6% of the movie you haven't seen yet so 
it's unfortunate because I really don't like when trailers do that. That's why, for the most part, whenever they come out with a trailer for like a movie I really want to see, like a, you know, one of these MCU movies or something, I watch. I try as hard as I can not to watch all the follow-ups. Like I'll watch the first trailer, which is the teaser trailer, and then I'll watch the actual real trailer that comes out, and then after that, I'm done. I'm not watching trailer two, and I'm not watching thirty-second, you know. 30 second trailer that they they post all the way up to leading to the movie i don't do that i just i go give me the teaser because i i need it and then the first full trailer i'll watch that and i go i'm done that's it i don't want to know anymore so um and mcu does a pretty good job of um giving you a trailer without like giving the whole movie away so you know the first venom i wasn't the biggest fan of either and if you remember, I basically skewered it on episode 49 of the Everything Podcast. But as the years have gone by, I added it to my collection. I think I bought it for like five bucks in 4K. So I ended up buying it. And I watched it like one or two more times after that. And like it, it the first movie, it's not great, but it has like a sense of humor about it. And it has a charm that like carries throughout the movie. It's It, it also builds a lot better than uh, the sequel, like as far as how they the symbiotes came about and how he gets infected and they give you little drops of what may come and stuff like that. It it wasn't, it's again, it's not great, (laughs) but you know, it's, it's, I can watch it and just kind of take my mind away because I, I, another thing I've kind of done is I've kind of, especially with like the MCU movies, when they first started coming out, I was very much like, no, this is wrong this is wrong this shouldn't be like this why is this like this like i was very um i was very critical and one of my biggest um one of my biggest complaints uh one of the movies i had the biggest problem with was uh thor ragnarok thor ragnarok when it came out i was um very cold on that movie because even when I saw the trailer, I should have been losing my mind when I saw Thor fighting Hulk and all that shit. But I was just like, um, why are they doing the Planet Hulk story in a Thor movie? And why the fuck is um, Thor being so comedic? Why is he like acting like a fucking dumbass? Like, it, I my thing with Thor was like the first Thor movie he was like Thor he was very regal and um you know he wasn't speaking like the old English but it was pretty close uh, or as close as he could get without it being like super annoying because I knew they weren't going to do that in the movie but um as the movies progressed it was more and more comedy that was one thing I had a big issue with the MCU in the beginning was like all this fucking comedy like everything is comedy everything's a joke they're like fighting for their lives and cracking jokes with each other. But then as I continued to watch these movies and enjoy them, I, I kind of was like, you know what, dude, you need to dial it down. And that revelation happened with Thor Ragnarok, because after I watched it, I went to the theaters and I watched Thor Ragnarok and I was like, nah, I didn't like this movie. I didn't like Thor fucking crying because they were going to cut his hair. I didn't like, uh, you know, 
all this stuff with Hulk and him being all funny and all this. I, I just had all these issues. And when the movie came out on digital, I bought it day one because, of course, I say I didn't enjoy it, but I had to have it. Um, and then I watched it at home. And now Thor Ragnarok is like, that is one of my favorite MCU films. That, that is a phenomenal movie. That movie is fucking great. Um, and that's because I sat back and I was like, you know what? You need to lose that whole, like, I was gatekeeping myself on these movies. Like, it, it was weird. Like, I was just like, no, it, it has to be exactly like the comics. And if it's not, this is bullshit. And it's like, you, you can't, it, it's not going to be that way. Like, especially now, the way the MCU has built this world you can't expect them to exactly follow the comics. And I talked about this with my Black Widow impressions, like with Taskmaster, the way they changed that character. It's like you can't... All the stuff that they're doing now has to fit into the 12 to 14 plus years of shit they've already done. So it, it has to fit the MCU now. So they're yes, they're taking stuff from the comics, but it's all going to get changed now. So that's something that you kind of like just... You have to get used to it. And enjoy these movies for what they are, dude. I was freaking waiting for these movies to come out for decades when I was a kid. I used to sit there and read Wizard Magazine and see, like, the fan casting. And they, they used to have a section in there where they would, like, cast your favorite movies. and Or cast your favorite comics as a movie. And they had all these actors of the times, like, as, um, you know, your favorite characters. And I would read that and be like, oh my god, can you imagine? Wow, that would be so cool. And now, like, you're getting them. So enjoy, like, enjoy them. And that's what I want to do with this movie. Because normally, I would not have gone to go see Venom. I would have been like, fuck that. That movie's going to suck. I'm not going to go watch that shit. I'll wait till it comes home and I'll watch it at home. But I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Me and my brother, we'll go to the movies. We'll go and hang out. We'll go see a movie and shit. Let's go see Venom. You know, let's go see it. It, it, it looks, you know, the trailer... It's Venom versus Carnage. It should be, you know, somewhat enjoyable. I'm not expecting the world, but, you know, it should be fine. And, uh, oh boy. Uh, you know, it, it just, it doesn't, the, like, again, the first movie had a charm to it, and it, it had the potential to build on that first movie and kind of grow and become something bigger. And unfortunately, this movie does not capitalize on any of that. It suffers from the same problems that the first movie did have, which is it follows the formula of the early 2000s uh, superhero movie, uh, you know, template where the bad guy is a super over the top comical villain. And the basic the movie is basically just killing time to get to the climax fight where two superpowered people fight in an empty construction area or a, a tower or a structure, and they fight and they keep going up, 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 and then one of them falls to their death. That's literally what fucking happens in this movie, <laughs> and it's like it happened in Daredevil, it happened in The Crow, it happens in fuck, it happens in like all these movies, and all those movies because they. You know, they, they had a formula that they followed. And um, this movie is like, bro, it's 2021 and we're still following like that bullshit. Like those ideals from 20 years ago, like it makes no sense to me, but somebody threw money at these people and they saw dollar signs and 
you know, the first Venom made a lot of money, even though it wasn't that great. Uh, so why not make a sequel? And I get it. You know, when I say that there's a super over the top villain, I get it. Cletus, Cass- Cletus Cassidy is a super over the top super villain from the comics. And I, and I understand that. But he has a very psychotic, scary side to him that you kind of you don't really get in this movie because you're just looking at Woody Harrelson and you're like, I, 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 I at no point did I feel like um, I was I had any not that I'm supposed to be scared, but it's, it's a PG-13 fucking movie. But, you know, like I didn't get a sense that he kind of I, I feel like he was just kind of channeling um the fuck's the name of the character from uh natural born killers I, I don't remember the name of his character in that movie but he was kind of like just channeling that dude and you know making do so he didn't do a terrible job because again when he was in full carnage he was looking cool and that's another thing like this movie is like they they suit up quote unquote and then they suit up for 15 seconds and then they they suit off because cgi costs a lot of money <laughs> so they had to keep doing that over and over again there's one there's one part at the end where they're fighting and um and again spoilers spoilers ahoy and i'm also going all over the place here i'm going from the beginning to the end to the middle they're fighting in a fucking cathedral because Cletus and his fucking girlfriend, played by Naomi Harris, who's another wasted role in this in this movie because she's great, and she just uh, she really had nothing to work with in this movie. Um, they want to get married, and they're in a fucking cathedral that's empty, and then Eddie shows up with his suit, and they start fighting, and of course there's a giant bell in the cathedral, and the bell's going off as they're fighting because they're causing so much carnage. Um, that the sonic ringing of the bell is kind of forcing them to get in and out of their suits. So it's like five seconds of Venom and Carnage fighting and then 15 seconds of Tom Hardy and Woody Harrelson punching each other and giving dialogue. And then they suit back up and then for another five seconds and then it suits off because, again, CGI costs a lot of money. So it's very annoying. But that's one of the things that at least they came up with a reason why they had to keep, um, you know, kind of hiding the symbiote and then bringing the symbiote back out. So, you know, I'll give them that. But it's just it's the formula is so it's it's like you're trying to take trying to take something and make a lot of money out of it by doing the bare minimum. And in this day and age of these movies, that's not going to work. Um, it's just not, I just, I just saw Shang-Chi and I know comparing the budget of that movie to Venom is, is like, uh, apples and oranges, but goddamn, that's Shang-Chi movie. That's, I'm still thinking about that movie is how good it was. Um, and Tom Hardy, man, fuck. I love me some Tom Hardy, but dude, he just, uh, this is by far the worst movie he's ever done. And I just. I love Tom Hardy. I am a big Tom Hardy fan. I believe I have all his movies. And I think I've talked about this before. Um, he's the bomb. 
and this this movie just doesn't give him he's just again a couple funny lines and uh but no kind of emotional depth no kind of stakes or anything like that it was just him arguing with this venom suit and just being so manic and weird and it's like that's not what the eddie brock character is supposed to be it just i don't know if he's just taking the payday or he actually believes in the script or, or, or i don't know but um i love the guy but dude he's it's just they it, it was not good so um the beginning of the movie showed like a quick gave you like the quick origin story between Cletus and uh shriek who is played by Naomi Naomi Harris. Um, apparently, they are in uh, some kind of nut house together because they're both foster kids, and they're um, talking to each other through the pipes in the in the toilet, which is uh, I guess it's called toilet talk or something like that. I actually saw that. I actually learned that not long ago watching the show Jailbirds on Netflix. I had no idea inmates talk to each other through the fucking toilet and the plumbing, but that's a whole other thing. So they were doing that and she was upset because uh she had developed special abilities and she's being taken somewhere where there are others like her and cletus is very upset because she's his one great light and they can't take you away from me and he's like in one part of the uh he's in one part of the nut house and she's in another part so they're not even together and then as she's having this conversation, these guards bust in her room and grab her and they take her out and they throw her in a police van to be taken to Ravencroft, which is uh, is basically Marvel's version of Arkham Asylum. It's where they keep uh, super powered. I'm sorry, I'm scratching my eye. So if that sounds weird, that's what it is. OK, glasses back on. Uh, yeah, Ravencroft is basically the Marvel um universe's version of arkham asylum where they keep their superpowered criminals and shit and try to reform them or use them for nefarious reasons um <clears throat> so while in the van uh shriek is in there with uh like two cops and then she looks at one cop and she asks him do you have any last words and that's when he realizes like she's about to do something so he goes to reach for his gun and she unleashes like a sonic blast that wrecks the vehicle and it, it, takes the driver out the van flips over and as that's happening uh the cop pulls his pistol out and he shoots he shoots her and she goes flying out of the vehicle now this is important later as it turns out that that officer is in the movie later on so the problem like the issue i had with this was like when you look at them in the um in the nut house in the flashback scene they're both like 16 and they're basically the same age and they're teenagers and then they end up getting together later when he cletus gets the carnage suit he goes to look for her and he goes and breaks her out of ravencroft and shit um when they did the flashback scene they said it was in 1996 <laughs> and the movie set in current times so that was 24 four fucking years prior and like they were 16 at the time so they would be like in their 40s early 40s or you know por ahí somewhere over there and 
they're supposed to be like in their 40s, but Woody Harrelson is 60, <laughs> and he looks every bit of 60 that he can look. Um, and she's 45, so when they're like making out and shit, it's just it's fucking weird for everyone involved. It just doesn't look good. It not that it's supposed to. I don't know if it is. I don't know, <laughs> but it just looks gross. And you know, again. I'm watching this movie and there's there's things happening that aren't really making sense to me. Like um, there's one part in particular where but this is like way at the end. So I don't even know if I should even bring that up because it's kind of weird for me to be jumping around like this. But I'm trying to give you guys an idea of like um, the the sporadic nature of me going over this um, movie is basically how the movie was. Like the first 30 minutes of this movie were like this. They showed the origin scene and then they cut to Venom and Eddie in their apartment. And, and it's just fucking Venom talking to Eddie Brock, telling him that he, he needs to go out and he needs to eat brains and he can't live like this. He's fucking Eddie, Eddie, I want to eat brains, Eddie, 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 I want to eat brains, Eddie, I can't take this anymore, Eddie. And then fucking Tom Hardy's just like, Venom, you, you gotta calm down, Venom, you, we can't do this, you, we can't be eating people, Venom, we just, we can't do this. Eddie, Eddie, I need to eat bad guys, Eddie, I need to eat the bad guys, you need to let me out and eat the bad guys. No, Venom, we can't, we, we can't do this, Venom, we can't, we gotta lay low, man, we can't do this, just have some chocolate. He literally has chickens and chocolate in his apartment because the there's a chemical in the brain that you also get from chocolate and chickens have brains mind you tiny brains so he's allowing venom to eat live chickens in his apartment to satiate the need to eat brains and it's like i i just like it, it just first of all in the first movie they they, they kind of already screwed the pooch because of the origin of venom itself like you again i explain i remember explaining this when i did the original movie impressions like you cannot have venom's origin without spider-man that is just you can't do it you can't it's they're they're one and the same venom gets his a lot of his strength and his hatred because he was linked to Peter Parker. So he got the, the Venom symbiote gets its literal entire identity from being linked up with Peter Parker, Spider-Man. That's where he gets his entire like personality. And without that, you, you have a, a, a like a hollow shell of the character. So you're doing this movie and it's like, it's almost like a, like if Venom's like a little kid and he's just, I want, I want this, I want this. And it's, it's, it's just so, it's not what the character's about, dude. It's just not. And again, I'm, I'm sitting there with my hand over my face at some of this shit from the literal douche chills that the movie's giving me. And I'm hearing fucking people whooping and hollering behind me. Like they're loving it. So I'm like, yo, is it just me or I, I just I asked my brother afterwards. I was like, dude, there were people like 
enjoying this shit. Like when the movie ended, people were clapping. <laughs> Not a lot of people, but there were people clapping. And I was like, is it just me? And he said to me, um, he goes, uh, nah, the fuck, man. I wish I remember what he said. It was last night and I can't remember. Um, he said, no, the uh, expectations are different. Something like that, which I can understand. Um, but it's just it, like I, it really bothers me that they Sony is doing this with this with the character. It just it's just very odd how. Oh, wow. Look at that. That's my password. Let's erase that. Erase that. It's just range. Um, OK, hold on one second. Hold on, hold on, guys, hold on. I have to make sure this is still recording. It better still be recording because this shit looks like it's not. What is going on with my mouse? I'm about to erase all this. Okay, hold on. Hold on. No, we're good. So, thank God. I thought I fucked up there. So, all right, let's just skip. Let's just stop bitching about actual Venom. So, Again, the, the, the birth of the Carnage character was spoiled already in the trailer, but there was a part of it that, like, it it, it really, like, I, like, I threw my hands in there, and I was like, come on, dude. So, Eddie is, is basically, he's disgraced reporter from the first movie or whatever, and now he's being tasked with getting information about these unsolved murders from Cletus Cassidy. Uh, Cletus Cassidy. I don't, I don't know why I keep calling him Cassidy. Um, he's tasked to get information from Cletus because Cletus, for some reason, is telling the police he doesn't want to talk to anyone but Eddie Brock. So, um, this brooding, manic police officer, uh, Officer Mulligan, played by Stephen Graham, who was completely wasted in this movie, by the way. Um, it turns out later he's the actual cop that shot Shriek in the police van that turned over at the beginning of the movie. What a coincidence! Um, <laughs> so the cop is basically pressuring Eddie to get information from Cletus about all these unsolved murders and shit. And when Eddie goes to Cletus's cell the first time, he is looking at, um, he looks at the cell that, uh, Cletus is in and Venom has like this photographic memory shit going on. So all the, all the writings and and carvings that uh, Cletus has put into the wall were like subliminal messages about his victims. So from that information, after the first visit, Eddie ends up finding uh, where some victims were that weren't revealed before. And then, you know, he calls the cops and they go and they find the bodies and Cletus gets pissed off. Him finding those bodies causes the the courts to reinstitute um, the death penalty. So they're going to put Cletus to death for the murders. So Cletus is like, no, I need to see Eddie Brock one more time. Eddie goes back to the fucking prison, talks to Cletus and Cletus starts berating him, like telling him all this shit about his dad and that he's a piece of shit. And that's why he, he fucking killed his father. And that's why he's the way he is. And Eddie's getting pissed off. Which in turn pisses off Venom. So the symbiote suit comes out, attacks Cletus in the cell. Mind you, 
in front of all the fucking guards that are supposedly supposed to be watching this shit. And in doing that, the suit pulls Eddie forward up against the cell where he's like just up against the cell like helpless because the symbiote is pissed off and it's attacking um, Cletus. Cletus has zero fucking reaction to the fact that some kind of black magical goo just came out of Eddie Brock's body and attacked him. Zero reaction. He says nothing about it. He just literally leans forward and bites Eddie on the fucking hand, draws blood and drinks the blood from his hand for a second before this cop comes out and goes, whoa, back away from the cell. What are you doing, Brock? I told you stay away from the cell. No fucking mention of this giant black symbiotic suit that just came out of Eddie Brock. I, like, no reaction whatsoever. Um, and once uh, Cletus tastes his blood, he realizes it tastes funny. And, and all this, by the way, you can get from the trailer, except for the whole symbiote part. But the whole thing where he's up against the cell, he bites his hand, and then he even says, I've tasted blood before, and that's not it. Um, the only thing you don't get is that there's a little piece of, there's a little droplet of blood on the side of Cletus's face, and he scrapes it up with his finger, and he looks at it, and it's moving. So he puts it on his tongue and swallows it. And uh, that's how he basically gets infected. Now, when they go to put him to death, uh, once they start putting the uh, the solution in his body to, to um, put him out, that's when the suit fucking charges up and takes takes uh takes full form and comes out then he just slaughters everybody in the fucking in the jail what bugs me out about that is that the suit there's no <clears throat> the suit literally comes to life in seconds like he's infected he gets put to death there's no there's no like scene they they could have used a little extra scene of him sitting in his cell maybe talking to the symbiote that's inside of him now you know kind of coming to the realization that there's something inside of him and then when he gets put to death that's when he decides to break out no none of that they just go to put him to death and he's just realizing something's different about himself but he doesn't know and then the suit comes out all of a sudden he's just doing all this carnage shit and slicing and dicing and killing and separating himself to not get shot and doing all this magical shit out of nowhere just because he can just because the suit is now there and it's alive in him and it's got its own fucking personality and its own voice and it's his own thing and it's i was just like dude this is some lazy ass writing like super lazy um i really the more i talk about this movie the more i fucking hate it it just i really am not happy with it but this segment's got to end sometime, so uh, I just got to finish this up and get through it. It's basically the same thing that happened last night. Thank God the movie was only like 90 minutes. I think it was 60. I think it was 88 minutes, I think, is the runtime, uh, which is an hour and 22 minutes or so. So it, it went by quick. Thank God. That's one of the bright spots of the movie. Um yeah i just it i just it, you know again naomi harris and, and and woody harrelson were doing like a bonnie and clyde thing but even her she went from like kind of sympathetic to evil in like seconds like all of a sudden she was like super fucking evil and it was like okay that just all right i guess you know whatever they're in love and shit but she just and then she turns evil in three seconds and then 
towards the end of the movie, all of a sudden, she has a conscience. This is like, the fuck? Um, the editing was fucking terrible. Uh, one scene in particular where uh, Eddie and Venom are in the apartment and they get into a fight. Because finally, Venom's like, I can't take this shit anymore. I gotta eat brains. They li- They literally start fighting. Like, the suit comes out. It makes a face. It's talking to him through the symbiote suit which doesn't it doesn't need to do that because it's already in his head um but you know they gotta do something for the audience i guess and uh they start fighting uh he's throwing eddie all over the apartment beating the shit out of him he hits venom in the face with the fucking bottle they just fighting and venom decides fuck it i'm out detaches from eddie just because he felt like it which is a big no-no in the comics that doesn't happen it just doesn't detach like it has to be separated because it's a symbiote it's attached to your nerves and your cells it's not just like oh i'm out no there's none of that but again separating yourself from the comics and just letting these guys make their own rules venom decides all right i'm out of here goes out the fucking window and starts attaching to random people on the street and just leaves and just posts onto another person and goes down the street, gives them the finger. Again, a giant sim black gooey thing in the middle of the street with all these people reaches out literally like 16 feet, gives the middle finger to Eddie on the third floor of his building. No one sees anything. And it's just like... <laughs> This shit is terrible. It just, it was so bad. Like, honestly, even the the scene where, like, Carnage breaks out of the prison, like, it was cool because, again, he looked very comic accurate and he looked pretty cool, the the character himself. But it was, like, the same, the same, like, random cutting, random camera cuts, loud noises. You can't really see the action. It's just kind of like, things happening in front of the camera people flying around and like you can't really see what's happening because everything's like quick cut quick cut it's just this is not the the, we don't do that anymore like that's just not how we we don't make movies like that anymore dude like we're beyond that it's just like it's that's just like out of style and even like the so in this movie there's like a little bit of a there's kind of like a little homoerotic undertone to the film and and don't misunderstand me. If that's what they're going for, that's fine. Because, like, the symbiotic nature of Venom and Eddie's relationship has always been based in, like, a kind of, like, love for each other. So, um, and even um, Andy Serkis himself, the director, he said uh, in one of the interviews, he said something about how uh, there's a pronounced queerness in the sequel. So, um, if that's what they wanted to do, that's fine. But, like, go with it. Because in this movie, Venom goes... Venom separates from Eddie and ends up at, like, a fucking LGBTQ party or festival somewhere out in the street. And there's, like, all these, uh, you know, people there and they're all celebrating their, their love and all this shit. And he's just there and everybody's like, wow, cool costume, dude. Uh... <laughs> And putting, like, uh, what are those, like, lays and all that shit around his neck and uh, glow sticks and all this other bullshit. And um, he goes up on stage where this band is performing and he starts talking about 
love is love it's basically like venom came out basically at like a party but it was very half-assed like he was just talking about love is love and we're all here for a short time and they kind of like tiptoe around it and leave it up to interpretation but it's like dude it would have been much more interesting if they would have just gone like full queer with it if you're gonna fucking do it just fucking do it i mean as a fan of the source material i probably would have hated it but at least i would have respected the decision to like go down that route and shit like you know what i mean but again I'm, i i gotta end this but i think my biggest takeaway is that they, they don't understand the source material nor are they trying to even like come close to it it's just they they, they have a they have their own idea in their head of what Venom is and what it should be. And what they're putting out is not good. I cannot recommend this movie. Um, but if you decide to go see it for yourself and you love and enjoy it, hey, you know, it's fine. Let me know. Hit me up on uh, hit me up wherever you decide to want to hit me up and we can talk about it. Uh, you might even be able to get on the show. Um, again, this is not a I don't do guests on this show, but. I'm kind of opening up to the idea of it, maybe. Because um, I just, I like to be on my own time. So that's the main reason why I don't have guests. But again, if you guys decide to go see this movie, by all means, check it out. Let me know what you th thought about it. I thought it was a piece of shit. But again, that is just my opinion. And that is not the end all be all. So do you feel free to do it. And, uh, that is my impression of Venom 2. Let's wrap this bad boy up then. What up, what up? It's your boy DJ Joe Black. And you're now listening to the world famous Everything Podcast with your boy Lou from the BX. gotta love that world famous so we've come to the end of the show my friends i would like to thank you all very much for coming in and tuning in and all the other ends for this episode 81 of the everything podcast as always i love and appreciate you i thank you from the bottom of my heart if you could please leave a rating on this podcast if you feel the need to do so uh share retweet like do all the do all the social media things that you can to spread the word about this uh very niche program i have going on here and uh stay safe and until next time guys keep your ear to the street keep your head on a swivel i don't sleep because that's the only way you're gonna get me and if you wet me i'm gonna turn around and laugh so you never forget me try the veal tip your waitress get home safe i'm Lou from the bx and i am out <laughs>